the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. This is the new generation of talk radio in the Bay Area. This is KNEW, AM and HD, Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black. I love people. I got an email. Here's this guy, Greg Broop. He's a complete ass. Please never have this ass on again. How can you say that he's an ass? Like, there's some people that you can say goes out of their way to be jerky jerks, but he's not one of them. I'm a complete ass. Greg Broop's not a complete ass. You don't know a complete ass until you see a complete ass. And I assure you, sir, Vincent, that I am a complete ass. Broop's not a complete ass. Oops. Sorry, rimshot a little bit too early. So one of the stocks I told you about this year to buy was Goldman Sachs. And I'm proud of that. It more than doubled. I did you really well if you listened to my my very few times that I say, this is something you should own. I told you to buy Visa. It's done very well for you this year. I think it'll do well for you next year. But Goldman Sachs, it recently took out its, 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 its recovery high. I like that. I like that a lot. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I like Goldman Sachs. I like Morgan Stanley. Short term, I don't like Bank of America. Short term, I don't like um, Wells Fargo. But long term, I do. I'm going to be honest. So I I think there's investment opportunities that this credit crisis has created for you to take advantage of. Now, Goldman Sachs, I think, is the strongest of the, the, the group. I think American Express is good. But short term, lots of danger in all of these names. Long term, lots of opportunity. Why do I say that? If you go back to 1989, we had a credit crisis kind of similar to this one. Savings and loans crisis, where savings and loans went belly up. They made bad loans. What do they make bad loans on? Real estate. Kind of like this one. And all of these financials got hammered and murderlated. Murderlated, copyright, Rob Black, 2007. You cannot use murderlated without me coming after you. Murderlated, part, 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 murder, part, mutilated. Thank you very much. Anyway, I'll be here all week. We've got 58 minutes left in Rob Black programming. Maybe ever. Maybe ever. Maybe not. But maybe. Anyway, um, so you're going to want to get a copy of the show and, and pass it around and say, I was there. I was there. Okay, <clears throat> let's move forward. So Goldman Sachs I like. Okay, okay, okay. So Microsoft, here's kind of an interesting one. The Wall Street Journal has got a, a herd on the street column. <clears throat> and it's one of their, their more... A lot of professionals open up the Wall Street Journal and go straight to the herd on the street section. It's it's because there's something scintillating there every day. And ultimately, what the Wall Street Journal is saying is, you know, I talked about Apple and the iPhone. And, you know, I talked about Google and the Android phone, right? Well, those two guys are, are cleaning up. 
and Microsoft, not so much. Now, you could look at Windows 7 and say it's success. You can look at, you know, they got a new Office product coming out next year that it'll make a lot of money. There's no doubt about it. There's not a lot of other players in documentation, Office documentation software. And they're, they're a big player in it. So anyway, Apple's iPhone, Motorola's Droid, they're starting to reach farther. So this Hurt on the Street column talks about how, if you look at it, Microsoft's losing. They're losing ground in the mobile phone area. They're losing ground in the mobile phone software. They're losing ground in the mobile phone search. Google's buying a company called AdMob, who is the dominant player in advertising um, searches on phones. Microsoft's losing the phone game, and it's happening pretty fast. Their market share for their software, it was 11.1% this time year last year. Now it's 7.9%. So Microsoft's going to have to have a huge deal. They're going to have to go out and do something. Now, consumers may not need to use search engines as much as check their favorite sites. They could tap an application. So applications are going to trigger all sorts of transactions going forward. And who's winning the application world? Google and Apple. It ain't Microsoft. I've always been intrigued. Why the heck hasn't Apple gone after search? Why haven't they introduced a search product? Because you can bypass search if you have an application. If you're looking for restaurants, there's an app for it. If you're looking for key lock people, there's an app for it. That's the angle that Apple's taken. Let's talk a little bit about how you can contact Bernie Madoff. <laughs> Felon of the year. He has to be one of the best stories of the year. Felon of the year, Bernie Madoff. There's really not a lot of competition for anyone bigger than he is uh, as far as ripping people off. You're talking to the tunes of billions of dollars. He got a 150-year sentence in June. It, he ruined Class the, A, moron. He ruined the fortunes of thousands as well as his own family name. Can you imagine being a Madoff? I mean, you almost, you have to change your name. If you're his son, you have to change your last name. You can't go forward with that name. No woman's going to bang you or knock boots with you. No, 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 no one's going to give you a job. Your last name's Madoff. They're like, well, you're going to steal all our money. It runs in your family. You change your last name. It's like if you're Monica Lewinsky, you got to change your last name. You got to get uh, you know plastic surgery. You can't go around being that heinous of a person. So he is felon of the year. Now this month he was transferred to a medical center where he's still doing time. He's suffering from dizziness, <laughs> suffering from dizziness. But he also had facial fractures, broken ribs, and a collapsed lungs. Someone assaulted him in, in jail, and you can actually send him uh, get well cards at Bernie Madoff, inmate number 61727 054, P.O. Box 1600, Bootner, North Carolina 27509. I think people should send him get well cards. And again, I'll repeat that, but you can get a podcast of this show. Segment one is 70 minutes long, segment two is only 50 minutes long. Intriguing. How that clock works, but Bernie Madoff, and you can get a seg- uh, you can get the podcast of it at talk910.com, talk910.com. I want everyone to go to Apple iTunes and subscribe to my podcast. Why? Because I want to be the number one podcast in business for people under five feet tall who live in Madagascar. Um, but I'll take I'll take any number ones I can get because once again, I wasn't voted talk show of the year. Once again, it doesn't go to me. Me 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 me. Heidi's trying to talk. And she's not hitting the right button. It's cute. Heidi's my producer. Hi there. We have a fishbowl relationship. Can we also send Bertie Madoff hate mail? No. Why? Why? He's 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 felon of the year. He's a jerk. He's a class A moron. Bertie Madoff, 
Now, would you send him? What, what, what do you? What would you write him, Heidi? Let's get a little Heidi exposure. Oh, I would also send him a bomb. A bomb. <laughs> or what's that white powder stuff? That, Arsenic. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks, Heidi. Heidi, you, you are singly responsible for bringing the show to a, a grinding halt. Thank you very much. Oh no, that's your job, my friend. <laughs> now, number seven was felon of the year has to go to Bernie Madoff. Number six. It has to go to Ben Bernanke. He tried to give America a big hug this year. He's a big business story this year. Spent much 2009 on two endeavors. He funneled hundreds of billions of dollars into all corners of the financial system via the central bank's alphabet soup of emergency lending plans. And he tried to show that even the Fed has a touchy-feely human side. In March, Bernanke took a trip down memory lane, agreeing to be interviewed in his hometown of Dillon, South Carolina, for 60 minutes. Now, of course, the main topic was the economy, but, you know, he kind of got touchy-feely and... Time Magazine called him Person of the Year, which, of course, got some of our Congress people all crazy. So he's thinking about becoming, uh, he's thinking about improving his, his image by going on Dancing with the Stars. Would you like to see Ben Bernanke on Dancing with the Stars? Did Rob just make up that Ben Bernanke's going to go on Dancing with the Stars? You betcha I did. Because I'm never going to let the facts get in the way of a good story. I'm going to make stuff up if I have to. Goldman Sachs, the heart of darkness. They got to be the number five business story of the year, right? Inspiring a new curiosity about deep-sea cephaloids. They are evil. Goldman, Wall Street's preeminent investment bank. And again, I love them. You hate them, but you love them. It's like uh, tobacco, Altria. You hate the company because they make cancerous sticks. You love the company because people puff on them. Hmm. So Goldman, by design, has been the center of the biggest investment bubble since the Depression. 2000s are going to be remembered as the bubble years. We had a dot-com bubble burst. We had a housing bubble created. We had a financial credit bubble burst. So, and we had the real estate bubble burst. So 2000s can be known as the bubble years. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Goldman, the beneficiary of $10 billion in federal bailout money since repaid with interest. Thank you very much. Um, I don't know. CEO Lloyd Blankfein. How evil is, is Goldman Sachs? He sent out a memo saying, for now, let's take down the giant scoreboard that reads Main Street Zero, Wall Street One Billion, Gazillion, Bajillion. <laughs> that was a quote from him. He sent it out to his employees trying to say, let's moderate our celebratory design, uh, celebratory uh, displays. And his quote again was, for now, let's take down the giant scoreboard that reads Main Street Zero, Wall Street a Bazillion, Gazillion, Bajillion. That's pretty funny. I like a CEO with a sense of humor about being, being hated and despised. And again, I invest in hate and despise. California has to be one of the bigger stories of the year as well for business. So I'm going over the top nine business stories of the year. Coming in at number four was California. Let us count the ways that California was a big story of the year. It's easy. We're an unfixable fiscal member of the United States. The year began with S&P Standard Poor's. They're a rating agency. They cut our debt rating to the lowest of any state. We are lower. Well, we're, we're in a tie with Louisiana. Now, Louisiana, if you've ever been to Louisiana, it's a poor country. It's a poor state. It's po. They, they can't, they're so poor, they can't even afford the OR. They're just po. They're po in Louisiana. And we're po, too, in California. In May, the budget picture in Sacramento worsened the state faced the need to borrow billions of dollars in short-term funds. Unprecedented federal guarantee of the debt as a way to ensure that investors would buy it. The bottom administration said, uh-uh, nope. That was Bill Lockyer's plan. Now, in July, the legislature said... And Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger is still battling over budget for new fiscal year. Lockyer put up all debt offerings on a hold. So we started sending out IOUs. 
this year, one of the top business stories is California sent out IOUs. Coming up after the break, I'm going to give you the top three business stories of the year. Plus, I'm going to talk about nuclear. I miss George Bush and his funny way of saying nuclear. Nuclear. I'm going to talk about nuclear power in California. It's coming. We have two power plants in California that produce 15% of our energy. We're going to have more, but yet, 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 get this. We got laws that say no more nuclear. Mm, loggerhead. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. If you want to call... Just don't be the people who are on phone restriction. You know who you are. 800-345-5639. Only 48 minutes left in the Rob Black Show. Brand new content for 2009. I got best ofs, best of blacks, also known as blackouts, coming tomorrow and Friday. Oh, good God. Let's just go to break. You're listening to Rob Black. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Listen to music all day. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and listen. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls there. Wouldn't that be awful radio? I do awful radio, and that would be awful radio. Okay, I'm doing the top nine business stories of the year. Maybe it was the top seven. I forget. Doesn't matter. Like I said before, don't, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Number three business plan story of the year was the plan itself. I think investors waited, 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 waited last winter for Treasury Secretary Tim Geithner to flesh out the details of the White House's promised plan to deal with the banking industry's mountain of toxic asset real estate problems. Geithner foot dragged. He contributed to the sense that Wall Street had angst and, and basically Washington had no plan. Saturday Night Live did a skit on March 7th, two days before the stock market hit their bear market lows where Will Forte played a clueless Geithner holding a call-in TV show to offer $420 billion to anyone who could come up with a solution for the banking crisis. The banking crisis got so funny or so depressed that it actually became a joke, a punchline, where we had Geithner holding a call-in TV show on Saturday Night Live offering $420 billion to anyone who can come up with a plan. Now, what ultimately we came up with was a public-private investment program on March 23rd, agreeing to partner with private investors to buy up to a trillion dollars in toxic asset mortgages. Since then, the program has been scaled back, in large part, lack of interest from banks holding the rotting assets. They said, no thanks. We came up with a trillion-dollar plan that no one had interest in. Is that not fascinating? I mean, that's one of the biggest business stories of the year. Another business story of the year. It's got to be $787 billion. How did it make so few people happy? Our government gave us $787 billion, and we are like, eh, we want more. That spending program, it was ridiculed from the get-go. Little too little, little too late, and way too much pork. White House kind of figured that out. 
And they kind of figured that would be the Republican response, as it was. They had to wince when Caterpillar, who's chief executive officer, Jim Owens, he sat on Obama's economic recovery board and criticized the stimulus plan as less aggressive than those of other countries. And the CEO of Caterpillar said, look at what China did. They got the stimulus right. We did it wrong here. Billionaire Warren Buffet. He called the stimulus plan sort of like taking half a tablet of Viagra and having a bunch of candy mixed in. Who doesn't like Viagra and candy? I do. You know the problem with Viagra? I'm not even going to go there. Internal editor, on. On. Internal editor, fail. Internal editor, fail. Problem with Viagra is like when men urinate, we stand up and it changes the geometry of everything. Like we know what it's like with a kind of an average thing going on down there. But Viagra changes it because it, it turns it into steel. And it, 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 urinating is much more difficult. So we have to sit when we urinate when we're on Viagra. I've only heard that because I don't take Viagra. I don't need to. I've only heard that. Let's go to Nick and San Rafael. Nick. Hey, Rob. Hey, Nick. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Hey, I just wanted to thank you. You know, I've been listening to you for about two years and, and, uh, I, I do appreciate what you've done and, and, uh. You know, it's, it was funny. I was listening to you yesterday. I thought you were on, like, a replay, and everybody else is. You know, but I was just listening to you, and I realized you were working when I got home, and I read the papers, and and uh, I just want to say I appreciate it. You know, it's you, you said yesterday, you know, that people younger than you don't work like rats, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working like a rat, and I'm younger than you, but I appreciate the people who do take the time to work, and that's America's ace in the hole, and hopefully we don't lose it. You know, I just want to say thank you very much. What do you do for a living, Nick? I'm driving a truck right now, but I do a lot of different things. I started going back to school, and so I listen. I was listening to you in the mornings, you know, before I go to school, and just trying to, uh, you know, stay stay ahead of the game, pretty much. What type of truck do you drive? Uh, gosh, an ugly one. The uh, Volvo White. Is it like it right now? Is it like an eighteen wheeler? No, 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 a ten wheeler. 10-wheeler. I would love to drive a truck. Like, I don't do things that other people do. Like, I'd like to drive a bulldozer. Have you ever been behind the wheel of a bulldozer? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a, an excavator I drive. I'm just driving truck today because you got to move stuff. See, I would like to, take an, I'd like to take an excavator up and down 101. I think that would be fun. A uh, bulldozer would be better. Bulldozer would be better? Yeah. What, what's the biggest rig you've ever been behind? What's the, the most awesome? Uh, just a 10-wheeler. I mean, it's nothing special. You know, it's just you, you try and... You know, learn as much and do as much as possible. They, you know, they always shifted me around, got me doing different things. But, you know, it's, uh, I mean, that's the most part, just trying to learn something new every day. I think Enjoy it's, it. I, I love power. I really do. And, I mean, you get to be behind a very powerful rig, and I, I am envious because I had a Honda Nighthawk 650 motorcycle, uh-huh. and it was the thrill of my life. I loved getting on that thing. Yeah, yeah, I know I'm not that exciting on radio, but, you know, the ping pong balls and cigarettes, that was great yesterday. I like that, too. Have you ever been to Amsterdam, Nick? Not going to. Oh, my, I've seen a snake down there. A snake. Yeah, well, I'm not too worried about those stories. <laughs> you you got to go to Amsterdam before you die. It's a city you must visit once. So, thanks for the call, uh, Nick. All right, thank you, sir. Bye-bye. I, I love that. He calls me sir. I'm officially old and lame. I wear in black socks to the gym tomorrow. It's good, Vincent and Sonoma. Vincent, that's a good, good picture there, Robert. Black it's a, socks it's a great white picture. Shoes and, yeah, I like that. Uh, Happy New Year to you, Robert. Um, hey. Thanks, Vincent. Are you the crazy guy sending me emails right now? No, I'm not sending you email. I'm the, no, that's not me. 
Because there's a guy named Vincent who sent me emails, and he sent me another one. He goes, P.S. Greg is an ass. As for yourself and Heidi, she sounds smoking. Heidi is smoking. Um, He he says, I enjoy... He says he missed Dennis. He misses Dennis. Nine months ago, Dennis Miller was on this station, and I replaced him, and I feel bad about that. No, I'm glad you replaced him. Okay. I feel good about that. Um, have you seen the 910 uh, homepage, uh, the Holiday Hotties? It's, it's worth checking out, by the way. Yeah, you know who I like? I like the UCLA Spirit Girls. Yeah. If it's up to me, I'm going with the UCLA Spirit Girls. And the Talk 910, I don't quite get that. I mean, I'm not going to throw the whole station under the bus, but... Armstrong and Getty, they're not that titillating. I mean, they're they're not that, you know, sexist and racist. But for some reason, we got a lot of hot. Oh, I know what it is. It's um, Clear Channel's got our web page, Vincent. It, it kind of like interlinks with all the other web pages. So like if there's a uh, if like Charlotte has a Clear Channel with a Howard Stern, like get ne- girls naked kind of thing. Somehow we get their their pictures on our website. I don't quite get it. A&G, it's pulp radio, and, and they're good at what they do. Right? They're great at what they do. I'm just saying they're not the Howard Stern. Like, they don't they don't stoop to, let's get women nude in the studio. Yeah, thank God. I would stoop to getting women nude in the studio, but the women <laughs> who like the Raw Black show, they're 50-plus, and let's just say, uh, I don't want to see things touching their knees. Yeah. Okay. What else do you got for me, Vincent? Hey, Jesse Livermore, what, do you, are you familiar with him, and what do you think about his whole style of, he was a trader in the early part of last century, and um, I'm wondering if you're familiar with him and had any thoughts on his style of trading. Um, why do you want to be a trader, out of curiosity? Um, exciting. <laughs> I love gambling, and uh, that's, that's kind of it. I get a rush off of trading. What do you think about my IMAX pick? Um, is it going to work, or is it too obvious? I, 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 yeah, no, I, I like it. Um, you know, I haven't looked into it much, but uh, I like the idea. Um, I like the idea of trading, but I'm usually too chicken to pull the trigger in the, in the end. Yeah, Jesse Livermore, he was a early early 20th century trader who shorted the markets. Um, so he had some insight in that. I don't tend to recommend shorts, Vincent, because I tend to think that people don't realize you've got more than 100% risk exposure. And we were a nation in the 1970s that bought pet rocks. We bought pet rocks. You know, we bought Invisible Dogs, which was a dog collar with, you know, with starch on it. We're not the smartest. So, Through the years, what do you think they're going to look back? People are going to look back on on today and say, oh, my God, can you believe those people in 2009? <laughs> I think, for instance, I think California real estate will be a, 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 a ongoing joke for 10 to 20 years. Um, and one of Livermore's books, I mean, I think this is what you're getting at, was the popular delusions and madness of the crowds where he basically talked about bubbles. Um, you know, selling the sleeping point, so to speak, that uh, he knew that people would tend to get in over their head, and he was good about it. So anyway, thanks for the call. So he basically, Livermore, killed himself, um, shot himself, which is kind of interesting. I don't think I have the, the courage to kill myself. I'm kind of a little bit too gentle to kill myself. I don't think I could do it. If I were to do it, I don't, how would I do it? I don't know. Anyway, one of his quotes was, although, no, no, all through time, people have basically acted and reacted the same way in the market as a result. Greed, fear, ignorance, and hope. That's why the numerical formulation and patterns recur on a constant basis. He's right. If you have greed, you're going to get screwed on Wall Street. If you got fear, you're going to get screwed on Wall Street. If you're ignorant of diversification, you're going to get screwed on Wall Street. And if you hope something comes back, you're going to get screwed on Wall Street. you got to have discipline and you got to be a robot. Best part about me and money, I'm a robot. 
Now, the bad part is in relationships, I'm kind of a robot, too. Woman says, am I fat? I go, eh, you could lose a little bit. I'm, I'm not. I'm just honest. I'm just honest. So I don't know how to be compassionate. Is that true? Do you really believe me? 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, I'm going to give you the top business story of the year. And I think you're going to like it. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. The Glenn Beck Program coming up at 12 noon. Now, Rob Black, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. about a man my age digging this song as much as I do. It's a guilty pleasure, right? Now, it's it's the new year and there's resolutions going on, right? I just got a, a, a mailer dropped off at my house. I think it was like put in my mailbox, not mailed to my mailbox that said lose 10 to 400 pounds this year. I'm like, Yes, that's what I want to do. That's going to be my resolution. I want to lose 400 pounds. I want to be negative 200. I want to be the guy who is just bone and lips. I want to have lips on top of my skeleton, and that's it. Lips on a skeleton, and that's it. I want to lose 400 pounds this year. I'm not one of those people that like the holidays. Uh, You know, when they go, oh, you can indulge during the holidays and eat what you want as long as you eat an apple with nuts. Who the F wants to eat an apple with nuts? That sounds like pain who, who wants whole wheat crackers with with peanut butter uh-uh, that's not snacking healthy that's poisoning me it's killing me because in my refrigerator i got ham 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 i got ham i love that honey baked ham you know i ordered honey baked ham for christmas i ordered a size bigger that's how much i love ham i can only eat ham at this time of year so i order a size too big i'm pissed i'm upset I don't know why. I had a horrible meeting with John Scott yesterday. Basically, he said, yeah, I've had nine months to work on a new deal for you, but let's take it another month or two into next year. I hate that. I hate that. It's like, what, you forgot all the whole month of December? Were you like in a sleeping coma because you had too much turkey at Thanksgiving? You were in a coma? Like, oh, there goes one day. There goes another day. Oh, it's, hey, it's the end of the year. We still don't have a deal with Rob. I don't like that. I feel like it's not respectful. I don't know. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Um, stock of the year for next year. I think it could be Citigroup. There's some risk. Ladies and gentlemen, there is some risk. But this is a franchise that is owned 30% by the United States government. They've raised a ton of cash to pay back the government. They've killed their shareholders. What more can go bad for them? they got high credit card debt, uh, high credit card delinquencies. But I think we're going to see some jobs come back, and I think when the jobs come back, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit in 2010, I think you're going to see Citigroup be the biggest winner of the year for next year, as far as, you know, big kind of names. I'm giving out all sorts, aren't I? I'm in a festive ho-ho-ho kind of mood. Okay. Um, Let's go to Bob in San Jose. Hey, Bob. I got a property on Santa Maria. It's paid for. Uh, was uh, valued about three sixty. Uh, 
when I got it, it's probably down uh, to about 220 now from a low of 190. Uh, I've got a renter in it, uh, but I'm considering selling it, We, especially if we're in kind of a little bubble here. Your advice? Um, I don't know Santa Maria well enough to give you good advice. Um, I just I look at it on a map and I go, where the hell is that? It's kind of like in the middle of nowhere. Nah, it's just south of San Luis Obispo, and it is kind of out there in the boonies. Yeah, and it's real close to like a huge forest, Los Padres National Forest. So what are the jobs like in Santa Maria? Uh, agricultural. Agricultural. Okay, so I my personal opinion, I, I'm a landlord, and I don't like I like being a landlord to lawyers. Like I, I like owning some business property. I don't like being a landlord to agricultural farmers. Yeah. Um, that's just me. I'm not telling you to sell it, Bob. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying to me, those aren't the type of tenants that are ideal. If you've had good luck renting it, I, you know that's that's a positive. Do you have a management, a real estate management company? Yes. Uh, they're pretty good about keeping it uh, occupied. Yes. So I've what? Got, I've got some good renters in it now. Um, you know, essentially what I'm thinking of doing, you know, to make a long story short, is, maybe, you know, I have a property in San Jose and maybe downsizing at this time. Okay. I'm wondering if I'm timing it right, if we are, with all this infusion of capital from the federal government, uh, we're in a little bit of a bubble and, uh, you know, now's the time to sell. And I look at Santa Maria and I can't come up with a, a wild fantasy on why that property might go up. Mm. It's like, I don't think you're, you're going to find a lot of people going, you know, I live in San Francisco. I've got... Tons of great restaurants. Let's move to Santa Maria yeah. um, and get a job as a farmer. Um, I like buying real estate that's close to jobs. Okay. Job cre- so I don't know if I'm helping you at all. I'm just – the properties I would let go are pro- the properties. And I wouldn't look at what I bought it for. I wouldn't look at what I paid for. I wouldn't look at what it's worth today. I would look at what it's worth today and is it cash flowing at least 6% because I can get 6% in a bond market pretty easily at this point in time. So if you've got 200000 equity in it, I want you at least getting 6% on that 200000 equity uh, from the renters and or I want you to sell it and get 6% from the bond market. Very well. I'm kind of mathematical. Yeah. So thanks for the call. One of my favorite bands, Two Skinny Jays. I feel like I should tell you everything today because I, I feel like I might not be back. <laughs> I feel like I might die. I don't know why I feel this. Um, is that another Nick? Nick in Redwood City. Two Nicks. Yes. Hi, Rob. Hi, Nick. So I'm 26, 26 years old. I'm maxing out my 401k, and I'm thinking of opening up a, a Roth IRA on top of that. Dude, I want to marry you. You're, you are a stud. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But my question is, um, as far as diversification within that Roth IRA, um, should I, I be looking at, at like what you've talked about as far as the you know 20% large, 20% mid, 20% small, and then the international within that Roth parallel to my, my uh, IRA, or should I, is it okay to just, you know, focus on a few things in the Roth and then build it up over time? I want you to look at, yeah, I want you to look at all your stocks as a big pie. Um, okay. I love pie. And <laughs> I, I want you to have a 20% slice in large cap, 20% mid cap, 20% small cap, 20% international and 20% income to start. Now, to be honest with you, let's cut that mid and small down to 10% and let's let's double up on international because this last decade has been glorious for international. The decade before that was glorious for the United States. I still think the international's got some room to grow. I think there's a little bit of voodoo in it, i.e. we're creating some pretty crappy jobs internationally as far as China and India goes. Not great jobs, crappy jobs, but they're jobs nonetheless. So I'm still for 
international exposure. Um, and I would just look at it as a big piece of pie. So your Roth is kind of like your 401k. Um, don't have like, don't go 60, 70, 80, 90% international just because you have different holdings in different sure. vehicles. I understand. So what do you do for a living, Nick? How are you? Uh, t- I'm, a, I'm a librarian. A librarian? Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> so do you know the yeah. Dewey Decimal System? Uh, somewhat. <laughs> okay. What are the 900s? What are the 900s? I can't tell you off the top of my head. Okay. Sorry. I don't think you're really a librarian. <laughs> Uh, well, we don't use Dewey as much anymore. I know, I know, and I was just trying to be funny. <laughs> Do you ever date librarians? Um, no, I haven't yet. So are they as crazy as, as we, our society makes them out to be? No, well, some of them are. Okay. So, yeah, it's not too far off the mark there. Okay, so sexually, they're just a lot of pent-up energy in the li- female librarian. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's pent-up in that bun in their, their hair. Okay, okay. What, what library do you work at, can I ask? I work at Stanford University, actually. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, so it's a good job. Uh, is there any books there that are, like, super cool that you can show me? Like, do you have a Bible that you can sneak me in the back room, and this was, like, Moses' Bible? Um, well, I, the library we work at focuses on 20th century history, and we actually have x-rays of Adolf Hitler's uh, skull. That's probably our most interesting thing. That's pretty cool. So, <laughs> and I'd be happy to show it to you sometime. Is it open to the public, or is that, like, in a back room Yeah, somewhere? we're open to the public. Okay. So thanks for the call, Nick. No problem. So, Talk to you later. And congratulations on maxing out the 401k. If there's anything that makes me happy, it's a young man maxing out the 401k. Or a young woman. I don't want to be sexist. Or it could be a young hermaphrodite. I, I, I'm fine with all of it. So let's go to Howard in San Jose. Howard? Oh, how you doing, Rob? Good, Howard. Oh, good. Uh, uh, I hope you get a new contract for next year, too. You're a good radio. Yeah, I don't know. So. Well, I, th- I think you are. I, I, your seminars are good. Your radio is good. I'm, I'm a, basically a retired guy. Um, okay. I have a, a fixed pension, about 80000 uh, I have uh, my investments are uh, 50-50, 50 equity, and the other 50 bonds and cash. I was wondering, uh, I was looking at, you know, my REIT, uh, mutual fund did really well this year. And I'm kind of wondering whether how you'd see REITs going in the future. And I was looking at some dividend um, uh, ETFs also for next year. What's your thinking on that? Um, I think real estate varies a lot by regions. So inside your REIT, which is a real estate investment trust, I think you want to pick the right region. And I think you want to pick the type, right type of REIT. For instance, I don't like shopping mall REITs. I don't like auto dealership REITs. They're shutting down. I like apartment REITs, and I like office space REITs, um, especially some of the newer REITs that have come out in the last year because they were buying commercial real estate, not at a discount, um, but at a time of despair. And short term, I think REITs, some of them took hits of 80 to 90% in the last three years, particularly 2008 and 2007. That's when they really fell apart. So they kind of said, hey, commercial real estate is going to get hit. And now a lot of people are saying commercial real estate didn't get hit as bad as you would think. Um, So they've already kind of gone through their stock correction, and they've got assets on top of it. Um, And that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. So. Okay. How about about a a dividend uh, paying REIT? Um, You know, right now I I still got 12% international. You think that's too, uh, too much for me? I like international REITs. I don't know if that's what you're actually talking about. No, no, I, I got an international mutual fund. I didn't go into international REITs, so now, now that you mentioned that, I'll go ahead and take a look at that, too. But uh, just as, as my total portfolio is concerned, I got 12% in um, international mutual funds to include uh, China and um, 
Uh, Howard, what I would probably do is I would meet with a financial planner because you don't want to do a financial plan on the radio. Okay, okay. And I, I'm, I'm not disrespecting you. I'm just I'm respecting you by saying that. Yeah. Um, 12% international is a lot. But see, what I don't know about you, and this is why you don't do a financial plan on the radio. I don't know your age. I don't know your income. I don't know all of your assets. I don't know your liabilities. I don't know if you're in a wheelchair. I don't know if, you know, you're a convict and you can't vote. Convict can't get a job, maybe. Like, there's the issues that I don't know about you that could hurt you if I were to give you specific advice on your scenario. I would really consider working with a financial planner. If you need a referral to a financial planner, email me, rob at robblack.com. Let's take a break. But coming up, we got Michael in Petaluma. We're going to ask him about the chickens. And he seems to have an interesting comment for me. It's Rob Black Show. Coming up, I got the top business story of the year. I am going to get to it. I think it's going to make you smile. I'm Rob Black, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Ahead at noon, Glenn Beck. Now, Rob Black, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. I'm pretty lucky to be me. I grew up loving radio, and now I get to talk to great people like Dan Rusnowski of the San Jose Sharks. They're playing the Washington Capitals tonight, and that's going to be a great freaking hockey game. If you do me any favors, watch that game tonight. Give it, give yourself two and a half hours to watch it. Enjoy the sport. Alex Ovechkin, Alexander Semin on the Capitals, they're fantastic to watch. Our team is the best team in the league, or one of the best teams in the league in San Jose Sharks. Tonight is premier hockey. Tonight is the reason you watch. It's glorious, beautiful sport. 2010, one thing I could promise you, I'm probably going to leave TV, or I'm going to scale out of TV. I'm going to start doing a little bit more web work. Came up with a brilliant idea in the last year. Now it's time to push it out. It's time for me to take the step. I want to do some more online media. I want to do some video media. I want to do something unique. There's a revolution coming to our televisions called the internet. And when it hits, that's going to be the ultimate in convergence. I want to have some content for it. I want to write a musical in 2010. I'm going to call it Ham. Glorious ham. Okay, I'm not going to write a musical. I want to thank everyone, everyone, for supporting me this year. It's been a good year. Um, 910's been a, a wonderful opportunity, and I appreciate um, the microphone that I have. Let's go to Michael in Petaluma. Michael? Hey, Robert. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for the tease before the break. Now, I had to come up with something witty to say about chickens in Petaluma. How are the chickens in Petaluma? There's nothing witty about them. They're crossing the road. They're cracking up. I don't know. Anyhow, I, I do have a couple of questions. Do you smell chicken poop at night? No, you can smell the uh, the cow stuff. comes off of the hills with okay. the uh, wind coming in. Okay. But you probably don't want to go there. No, Petaluma's a pretty nice place to live, though, right? It it's, is. It's, it it's, is. It's far it's enough small. out of the city, but it's close enough to the city. Yep. Small community. You, you see your neighbors downtown. Um, I, we really like it. Been here probably 15 15 years or so. Wasn't there a massive flood many years before I came to the, the Bay Area? Mm, you're talking about the 80 flood? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I was down in Marin, okay. and it flooded a basement in the house I was living at. So kept uh kept me at work in Marin because I couldn't come back up to Petaluma for two nights. And who would have thought that a flood would hit the Bay Area? Go figure. Act of God. Yeah, could be. So what you got for me? 
So uh, a couple things. Uh, what happened to the uh, secret uh, stock tips? You going to bring those back? Yeah, I'm going to bring them back. It's just I've I've been contributing other work to Clear Channel, and that takes up 30 minutes of my time. And as I scale out a TV, that'll give me another three and a half hours a day. And the, the super secret, not so secret podcast yeah. will come back in 2010. Maybe I'll be lucky. Maybe I'll record one today. I'll be looking forward. And then uh, Chad, is he going to make it back? Second week of January. Great. So then that means that I'm not calling in for your last program of your career, correct? Well, basically yesterday I met with John Scott, and he's like, well, we don't really have a contract. i got some ideas for you. I don't know. See, I just hate that because it's disrespectful. It's like you should have come up with some ideas before the contract ends on December 31st. Now, I understand he's busy and he's kind of a powerful dude, but I don't know. It's, it's just it's it's bad karma. I don't know. Come on. So, it, something John, will work, something John, will work out. I'm not I'm not using this as a, a I'm not using this as a pulpit to get a new deal. I'm not. I'm just it, it's in radio. I, I, I it would be bad form of me to come on radio without a contract because if I said the word ship but put a T in there, if I were to go ship 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 ship, the station would lose their license and I would get sued. So it's just bad mojo not to have a deal in place because then if I said the word ship, 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 Heidi's listening carefully because once at CBS I actually said that word. Um, and Got a finger on the button. And she almost was fired and I was almost fired, but that's the right relationship to have. You almost get fired when you say the word. Well, um, if John's listening now, John Roberts worth every penny. And one, <laughs> I'm not paid in pennies. I'm paid in half a penny. Half a penny. Hey, I have one more uh, comment. It's about your uh, the Rob Black hate show. You remember that one you did? Yeah, yeah. It's on. It's on the web. It's on the web page. Not yeah. Talk910.com. Hundred and one things that I hate. Yep. I actually pulled it down. Give it to my daughter. She's in high school. Yeah. I said, I'll give you a buck for everyone that you can explain. I think that's a great teaching tool. Plus, it's you know for a kid in high school keeps them interesting because you throw some um, titillating things in there. Uh huh. You know, that they'll laugh and giggle about, but it's it's so educational for things that you shouldn't be doing. Uh, so I just want to pass that on. I agree. Good, and and just for the thing. record, management hates my theme shows. I did a rave dance party, and they hate it because they want you to do a rave dance party, but they want it to sound like it's spontaneous, not planned. But those shows take some planning. Yeah, and I, yeah, I disagree. I, I really like that theme show. Hey, you're going to talk about nuclear, and we're running out of time. Yep. Um, what, what do you got to say about it? Okay, I'll get there. And um, right. if for any reason you want to will me your daughter, I want to be gifted a, a crazy gift in 2010. When someone dies, I, like I want a bag of toenails, or I want someone's 13-year-old daughter, or I want like a cow. If anyone wants to put something wacky in their will, I, I so badly want to show up at the the reading of a will and get something crazy. Um, let's see. Where do we go? Um, I'll get to nuclear. Top story of the year in business. I have to hit this because I've teased it all day long. It's Obama. When Obama got into the presidency January 20th, he had a 4% dive in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Since Obama's been in office, the market's up 50 plus percent. So he's been very, very good. He's the best market timer of all time. He walked into a market correction. Again, the market did go down in January, February, and March, but then it roared up 57% on the Dow, up 60-plus percent on the S&P 500. So I think he's kind of an interesting story of the year. As far as the nuclear goes, and there's not a really good nuclear story here, um, it was tied towards the L.A. Times today. They did a nice piece 
on California, a prominent French engineering company. They've signed on to develop a nuclear power plant in California's Central Valley. The problem is we're not allowed to build nuclear power plants because we passed some one of those California stupid laws, as I like to refer to them. It's just stupid for the sake of stupid, where we forbid the construction of nuclear power plants until the federal government comes up with a permanent storage facility for the waste. I say we send it to the moon. Send nuclear waste to the moon. Um, this planet is going to go hurtling into the sun sooner than later. So let's figure out. Let's just send our nuclear waste to the moon. <laughs> California's got two nuclear power plants, of which they're clean, and they provide 15% of our electricity. We're moronic. We're moronic for not building more nuclear facilities. Let's go to William and Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Hi, Rob. Hi. It's William. What did I say? I don't know. Wayne? Wayne? Okay, anyway, uh, I know it's running out of time. This is my first time calling to any radio show. Don't blow it. <laughs> this is my career. Don't ask me a dumb question. Okay, um, I have. I bought a house yeah. uh, in 2006, mid-2006, and it's with a first-time home buyer loan with CalHAF. Uh-huh. And um, the first, it has like a first loan. It's about 500 k for about 6.1%, and a second loan it's a 15k for like three percent. It's a simple interest. Yeah. And there's a third uh, loan for 15k or so. And uh, my question is, I like, should I or can I even refinance the loan right now? You might not be able to because part of that loan of getting a special loan was that you can't refinance it. Now, with that said, the first one is it a 30 year fixed? It's 35 year. The first five year is the interest only, and the next 30 years is fixed. Okay, and the first five years is what rate? Um, it's the same rate, 6.1%. Uh, 6. Yeah, what I, what I would do is I would talk to a mortgage lender. Okay. Um, my mortgage lender is a guy named Tony Mendez. He's at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He got me a great rate this year, 4.8%. The best thing you can do is talk to someone, be honest with them, say, I'm not quite sure I'm going to do this, so I don't want to waste your time, but help run me through some scenarios. Show me what a 30-year fix looks like with my credit. Because okay. it's up to your credit. You know, that commercial that we run where the guy goes, I'll give you the lowest loan possible, he's lying. Because the loan is tied towards your interest, your credit, your capacity, i.e. your income, and your collateral. How much equity do you have in the house or how much are you willing to put down? That determines the loan. The federal government starts lending money out at almost no money. And then those three factors basically build into what rate you're going to get. So, um, I, yeah, I would look into uh, refi only because... Uh, rates are good. I got a 30-year fix this year for 4.8%. That's pretty good. Yeah. I feel good about that. Um, and thanks for the call. Thank you. So, I love your show. I love you. So <laughs> if you ever want to come over to my house, William, sit on the couch and eat Cheetos with me, watch some sports, maybe watch some hockey. Um, I'll turn on the, the surround sound, and that's kind of cool because um, I'm kind of a big deal. I've got surround sound. Now, I got an email that I got to end the year on this because this is pretty sweet. It says, I'm a 52-year-old working woman. And until Rob Black, I never listened to AM radio or even 910. He's a teddy bear personality with an edge that I believe is not truly appreciated. A very bright investment edge. I have called in with a question, but have rarely felt to because he is such crystal clear with up-to-date, precise information. What a treat. And that's from my mom. <laughs> no, that's from Lori. And that's very, very kind. And again, uh, at times I play the part of an ass so I can teach you investment lessons. At times I play the part of a cuddly teddy bear so I can teach you investment lessons. At times I... I, I Play the smart, you know, you know, uh, I'm just interested in women so I can teach you investment lessons. That's my goal. My goal is to get you to retirement because we're not saving enough. We're not saving nearly enough. You need a million dollars to pay yourself $40,000 a year in retirement. 
That's a big number. That's my goal is to get you all to at least a million dollars because I believe we could live off $40,000 in retirement. Social Security is going to be another 20000 roughly if it's still around. Anyway, thanks so much. Thank you, Heidi. Um, it's been a very, very good year. Tomorrow, best of black. Friday, best of black. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.